0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get, lot to get to on this edition of the podcast. As SMU has dish out a new transfer portal offer, they're set to host an official visitor this weekend out of the transfer portal, and one of SMU's young players did hit the portal. We'll also talk about some hoops recruiting as well. But let's jump in with the newest offer to the transfer portal. T- position that is probably one of the most pressing for SMU, and that is uh, SMU offered Texas State tight end transfer Micah Hiltz. He's got one year remaining. He stands at 6'5", 255 pounds, a big body that can help in the run game like SMU is wanting to add to this offense, um, and that is where Micah Hill comes into the picture. He had an opportunity. Jensen. To as well. Over the middle. Michael Hill. Somebody that had an, in an interesting career goal. path at Texas State. He emerged to play in 10 games as a true play freshman in 2019. Again. This time so for the tight end, Michael Hill, to get a touchdown. Go. He played that whole season through a UCL tear, suffered in the season opener, and then medically redshirted in 2020, which is, of course, his free COVID year as well, after he tore his pectoral muscle in fall camp. In 2021, he played in 11 games, uh, or he started started two games of the 11 that he played. Three balls for 13 yards. This past season, he played in six games with one reception for 12 yards. And look, SMU needs help at the tight end position. They need depth. They need somebody who's going to be able to come in and maybe move a pile. Um, He does have limited pass-catching production. Over the past couple of years, obviously dealt with some injuries early in his career. Uh, but he's somebody that I've read a lot about. Um, he's got a big feature on him uh, when you kind of Google him on Texas State, just his ability to produce in the community, too. So SMU is really targeting a guy who is not going to battle any cages um, when it t- comes to, you know, a fit culturally here at SMU. They're going to bring him in, I think, for a visit very soon. So stay tuned to On the Pony Express for that. Um, But UNT did offer as well. This is somebody who's looking to get some quality film. His final year of college football um, and SMU is a place that can certainly offer that um, in a way because they need a guy who can move the pile um, as a big body. And that is where Micah Hiltz fits in. Um, I still think they could add one, maybe two tight ends. But now that they've offered Michael Hiltz, he's certainly on the radar. Um, you see some of the film there of him not afraid to put stick his nose in there. He's not a flashy transfer portal offer by any means. And uh, SMU is certainly one of many programs looking to address the tight end position. And it's just a position that doesn't really yield much when it comes to uh, the transfer portal, and it hasn't the last two years. But you've got R.J. Maryland coming back, who is set to be a star. We know that. We see that. Um, And he's your number one pass catcher at tight end position. You have Nolan Matthew, H- Matthews Harris back as well. He's another big body that could certainly get some burn as a run blocker. And they also worked Elijah Chapman at H-back, but they want another big body. And it's a position that has a spot to fill. Uh, they could certainly take two as well, um, but Micah Hiltz is somebody that they're going to bring in now. Uh, Cam Allen didn't do too much in spring to really give you any warm and fuzzies about what he could bring to the table um, this coming season uh, as a blocker or really just contributor. So with them having Adam Moore and Trip Reardon coming in this summer, and they also had Lonnie Johnson come in this this spring they're freshmen. You can't necessarily rely on them, even though Tripp is certainly a big dude. I saw him at the spring game. He really looks the part. Um, But you're looking at somebody that can be that one-year fix. He's off your hands after that. You keep your expectations low, but what you want is for him to come in and be a run blocker. And that's where SMU is really targeting him for. Um, So he's one of those offers that, again, is not going to flash. It's not somebody that You're going to ooh and ah over, but he is 6'5", he's two hundred fifty five pounds. And after Simon Gonzalez entered the portal, um, and what you saw from Cam Allen this spring, they needed to bring somebody in. They're trying for two, but Micah Hiltz is the newest transfer target for SMU um, at the tight end position. So he's certainly a name to know. Again, you've got your pass catcher. You need to continue to upgrade that position from a physicality perspective as well. I think Micah Hiltz could probably help you on special teams as well so for his final year they're pushing and uh that is the latest there on the tight end front before we go any further i've got to tell you guys about our friends at dank vodka dank vodka the first terpene based vodka in the world uh gives you that smooth taste that other vodkas just don't um there's no burn there's no um sting when you drink it um and Trey Feist, I've been telling you guys about what he's been doing um, with this brand, Uh, the U.S. Army veteran and former bartender uh, who is putting this out and really doing a great job. You can get it at Total Wine. You can get it at Specs, You can order it on Drizzly. It's one of Total Wine's premium brand vodkas now. So that was a big step uh, in uh, Trey's uh, whole just pitch about um, dank Vodka and what it can do for you. It's filtered and distilled really well. So again, they take out those impurities. I'll give you guys the tastings. Uh, he's in Austin uh, tomorrow, May 4th, all day at the Lake Line Mall location of Total Wine. And then next week on Monday uh, or Tuesday, May uh, May 9th, he as he's at the Total Wine on Oaklawn in Dallas from 5 to 8 p.m. And then on May 10th, he's at the Total Wine in Las Colinas all day. And then May 11th, he goes to the Total Wine at Preston and 121 from 11 to 2. So be sure to taste Dank Vodka. Again, just a terrific job uh, done by Trey to create a vodka that is smooth. You can sip it on the rocks and enjoy it however you like. So thanks to, to uh, Trey and Dank Vodka. of the podcast. Great friends of ours over there at Audio. check it out today we move on to another transfer that smu is targeting out of the transfer portal and one that again won't really wow you uh in a sense but he is a local player uh who played his high school ball at little elm high school he spent his first season at colorado and that's defensive back Keyshawn mills um he's somebody that is uh Going to take an official visit to SMU this weekend. He tweeted that out. Um, he didn't uh, play for Colorado this year. Obviously, that was a bit of a train wreck program this past year overall. He went through the spring, entered the transfer portal. He was a um, he was a number one, number eighty one cornerback in the country, number one twenty nine overall player in Texas, according to On Three. He had offers from Liberty, Kansas, and others, but ultimately ends up at Colorado as a senior. Had four interceptions. Eight pass got three tackles for loss, a force fumble, and uh, four touchdown saving tackles. I love that on his uh, Colorado bio. Um, and again, we talked about earlier this week on the podcast that SMU is looking for not one, but two defensive backs in the transfer portal. We've talked about TCU defensive back Kyron Chambers. He's certainly still on the radar for SMU, but now Keyshawn Mills is one that you can watch. He's a guy that is going to be a developmental player. He's got some size. He's got some length. And he really played well as a senior at Little Elm, a a program that's been good to SMU with Brandon Crosley coming from there. So he's taking an official visit to SMU this weekend. That's certainly one to watch if I was an SMU fan with that local tie. Um, Again, a guy that can probably play a little bit of everything in the secondary, but I think cornerback is where you're going to see him I think this is one that SMU did its work did its homework on in terms of evaluating him because when you look at him they brought in Jalen Davis Robinson at LSU and he had a limited role at LSU while redshirting but then Keyshawn Mills kind of the same story very limited role didn't play at all as he redshirted but still a power five transfer, a guy that Scott Simons and Ricky Hunley offered while they were at Liberty, which is important. We've talked about some of the other transfers that had ties to this coaching staff as they were recruits. Keyshawn Mills, there's your tie. There is your, okay, that makes sense as to why they're going after a guy like him. And when it comes to the secondary, we've heard this a lot. SMU wants to rotate guys. Now, I don't see Keyshawn Mills as a guy who's going to get much burn this year if he does come to SMU. But that's because you've got Charles Woods, you've got Chris Megginson, you've got uh, uh, Kavaris Hall, you've got A.J. Davis and others that have really been you know, pushing for time at the quarterback position. But having a guy that you could bring in who's been in a college weight room, he obviously has practice film that SMU's looked at as well, and that is really where this lies, is they know what they're getting because they've seen his maturation from high school when they recruited him while they were at Liberty, and they think he can play. Remember, A.J. Davis, a the guy they signed late in the 2022 class, Ricky Hunley had recruited him while at Liberty as well. So I think that's one thing we continue to watch with this staff when it comes to players that they go after, both flashy – like a former five-star receiver in Jordan Hudson or some of these guys from Miami or some of the guys that are maybe lesser known. They've got ties. They've got ties to Jalen Davis Robinson. They've got a tie to Sean Mills. Those are really what they're after is guys they can count on. Because as we discussed, this is a coaching staff that really likes where SMU's roster is from a culture perspective. So they're not going to try to rock the boat is someone who's not going to fit. So, Keyshawn Mills spent one year at Colorado. It was a complete train wreck for the team. He wants out with the new era with Deion Sanders coming, and obviously a part of, I believe, 56 transfers out of the program since Dion took over. Now he's looking for a fresh start. He's got four years of eligibility remaining. So, SMU is going to go after him. They're going to bring him in for an official visit. We'll see. I would imagine that SMU sits in a good spot with those ties. So, Keyshawn Mills is another transfer name to know for Mustang fans. When it comes to the transfer portal, the transfer portal gives the transfer portal. And on uh, Monday, we learned that, uh, or Tuesday, I should say, SMU linebacker Pierre Gory classifies himself as a defensive back on Twitter. But Pierre Gory had entered the transfer portal, He played in 10 games for the Mustangs in 2022, made two tackles, primarily playing on special teams, Obviously, he is well-known for what he does on the track and field side of things in the 100-meter, being one of the top sprinters in the country coming out of high school. He was the Texas 6A state champion in the 100-meters. He ran track this spring for SMU or for himself, really. SMU doesn't have a track team, but because of NIL, he can be supported through that avenue and go run as an independent. He did that, kind of mixed reviews. Uh, But he did enter the transfer portal. He was somebody who wasn't with the team in the spring. I think he's going somewhere potentially to run track. Rhett Lashley tweeted at him, said, thank you. I hope we're seeing you you in the Olympics soon. And he said, absolutely, basically. You know, I hope so, too. So I'm interested to see where he goes, if he goes just the track-only route, if he goes to play football. He's somebody that – was a pure developmental take for SMU when they took him out of Duncanville High School. And I mean that as he was a guy that was battling for playing time at Duncanville, which while they're stacked talent wise at Duncanville, that's not necessarily a great sign for your long term college um, coach to play football because, you know, guys that play D1 and play it at a high level, they start. That's just kind of how it is. You could be Duncanville and you can have a four-star safety in the 2024 class like a Davian Dodson-Walker and have a Tyron Polly man-man up behind him in 25. But if you're Pierre Goury and you're battling and some of those younger guys are, you know, getting their large share of playing time, that's where you're kind of like, okay, you take him because he's got that fast 100-meter time. He was a great special teamer for SMU. So, obviously, they're parting ways. He entered the transfer portal. He's got... Four years to play three if he wants it at the football side of things. But I do think track is going to be in his future in some regard. SMU played him at linebacker primarily Um, as a true freshman. He didn't play, obviously, much at all Uh, as a linebacker. I think he got in in some blowouts and things like that. But SMU, you know, I think they had an honest conversation with him about his future playing the position. He didn't participate in spring. And now you see him enter the transfer portal. So it makes a little bit of sense on both sides of things. For SMU at the linebacker position, this is one of those guys that you lose and you, you got Brandon Maezono coming in this summer, a guy they're really high on. But really more importantly, you've got Ahmad Walker, who they brought in from Liberty. You've got Kobe Wilson, who they brought in from Temple. You've got T'Quandis Burns. You've got Chris Adamora. You've got Cam Farrar. You've got Alex Kilgore have plenty of depth, that linebacker. And that linebacker position is one that surprised in the spring. You know, Mod Walker did what we expected him to do. He held down what would likely be a starting role for him as he went through it. Um, and then you get Jaquanis Burns, Chris Adamora, and Alex Kilmore battling. Now you add a guy in Kobe Wilson who's played a ton of football at Temple. That linebacker room is fairly set, which we've talked about. And for SMU... This is one of those that, again, kind of the, the transport will give it, the transport will take it. You wish you had unlimited scholarships, so you just keep them somehow because maybe he develops into something. But at the end of the day, you've got a linebacker room that is pretty well set up for the future. And so if I'm asking you, you're wishing him well, which is exactly what um, Brett Lashley did. But the guy that's going to take a little – Bit of buzz as far as leaving because of that speed, because of him being from Duncanville, but he's not somebody that you look at and you say, "Wow, SMU is going to miss him in a big way this fall." They've addressed the, the linebacker position uh, in the transfer portal with two additions. They moved Chris Adamora down. Uh, they've got young linebackers coming up. So, best wishes to Pierre Gory. I hope he uh, is in the Olympics at the in, in the future, at some point. Um, but SMU does lose one of their young players in Pierre to the transfer portal. And now the transfer portal window is closed. And as we're recording this Wednesday, usually guys pop up in, within 48 hours. And with that portal window closing April 30th, I don't think we'll see any more pop up, but we'll continue to monitor it just in case uh, anybody is a little slow to uh, appear in the transfer portal, um, you know, just as far as the processing goes. So. Um, that was, uh, really the, the lone surprising, um, kind of surprising, uh, defection. I should, should say from the transfer portal was Pierre Gorry just cause he wasn't with the team, but you didn't know what his future held. And, um, so he's moving on, uh, now when it comes to SMU basketball, they're continuing to recruit, but first I got to remind you guys about our friends at smoke provisions, with this contest to win a boulevard catered for 30 of your friends for your ho- for a home game of your choosing. All you gotta do is subscribe to ontheponyexpress.com and then start trying to get your friends to join as well. When you do get friends to join, email me, embody at on3.com with your friend's username or email that they joined with to get into the running for this contest. Got a couple weeks left in it. Got some good feedback from people, but it's open for the taking. I can tell you that much. So check out Smoke Provisions. The details are on the message board, and you can win a boulevard completely catered with their barbecue for 30 people. I and mean, That's just incredible uh, that Smoke Provisions is going to do that. Probably something that's valued, I would say, around $1,000, $1,500. There's going to be beer there as well. So you got to check out Smoke Provisions. They're a fan of SMU. Um, run by uh, Shay Dow. They continue to bring the goods. I've had it, enjoyed it on the boulevard before as well. Uh, and they just do a terrific job. So check out our contest, enter for your chance to win a boulevard catered for 30, and, 30 of your friends at a home game of your choosing this fall. Plenty of people still in the running for this one. So be sure to check that out from our friends at Smoke Provisions. Now, SMU basketball still on the transfer portal hunt. And one of their top targets, Quez Glover, who officially visited earlier this uh, month, or last month, I should say now, if you're an On the Pony Express subscriber, you knew he was on campus. The point guard did commit to BYU. Um, He was a Sanford guard who began his career at Florida. uh, averaged 14 points, two two and a half rebounds, 2.1 assists a season for Sanford. Um, And he was one of the top players in the league. He's headed to BYU. So what does that mean for SMU? Well, they went out and offered Jaden Reed, uh, a a, uh, unsigned 2023 point guard from New York. And he's a guy that is now going to take an official visit next week. Um, For those people who don't really know how basketball recruiting works, sometimes it's a little different. You can see a guy who is a late bloomer, and takes his recruitment past the signing period and just kind of enrolls. And that's what Jaden Reed is doing. He took an official visit to Tulane two weeks ago. He's been on VCU's campus. But SMU now expected to host him for an official visit. He's one of those top point guards available. Uh, He's got a few mid-majors coming after him as well. Uh, He's on the skinnier side. But I tell you, don't overlook this one because he has been playing at a really high level Uh, his entire senior year. He plays for a really nice uh, basketball school in Long Island, Lutheran, uh, and he was their top player. He was dominant as a senior. I believe they won the state championship uh, up there in New York. Uh, And then he's gone on to play in the Nike EYBL as an unsigned senior and is really impressed. Um, He averaged, I want to say, 15 points and six assists um, over his first weekend. I think I have that right. Um, So he's playing at a really high level, SMU offered him, and now they're getting him on campus for an official visit. So when it comes to point guard of the future, this could be it when it comes to Jaden Reed. So circle his name if you're an SMU basketball fan. Rob Lanier and his staff aren't done with the transfer portal, though. They're continuing to target players in that portal. And one is a familiar face who quietly popped up on campus uh, over the weekend and and recently, and that's Jaheem Hudson. Uh, Georgia State, small forward, kind of power forward-ish, 6'7", 230. Uh, He's played two years uh, for Georgia State. He played in 27 games as a freshman with 12 starts, 5 points, 4.6 rebounds per game when Rob Lanier and his staff were still there. Uh, And he's a guy that really affects shots well. Um, Brought 23 blocks to the table, so almost a block a game as a true freshman. And then this year he led the team in rebounding with night with 6.9 rebounds per game while adding 10.1 points per game. He led the team with 22 block shots and was third with 27 steals on the season. This is a guy that now you look at SMU and what they kind of need. They were obviously looking to add some athleticism and Jaheim Hudson has that. They added Tyreek Smith to the front court as well who brings some athleticism. But I love these type of guys. I love players that are a little versatile. He could play the three, he could play the four. Um, And his ability to affect shots is something that really stands out to me. Um, When we talk about what SMU is looking for in the transfer portal, they're looking for a point guard still. The transfer portal for for basketball goes, I believe until May 11th. So guys are still entering, which is just wild uh, to think about when it comes to how the transfer portal goes for basketball, there are going to be guys that pop up. There's going to be another target, I would imagine, on the transfer portal front at the point guard position. They've continued to kick the tires on multiple guys, and we'll see kind of what pops up. They won't host anyone this weekend, but Jaheem Hudson is somebody that's closing in on a decision, and SMU is very familiar with him. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining, which I think is important as well. He's not just a one-year rental, and so I like bringing in Jaheim Hudson, he's got that ability to affect shots. I think as Rob Lanier continues to try and rebuild this roster and culture, we've seen defense, we've seen um, athleticism start to really kind of churn in a in a way. Tyreek Smith is something somebody they addressed it with, um, and I feel like Jaheim Hudson is going to be one that if they can land him, is going to be another guy that can bring it on the on the athleticism side of things. Some of the schools that have reached out to him, St. Louis, Murray State, Denver, Georgia Southern, Jacksonville, Detroit Mercy, Charlotte, um, UT Martin, a few others. So a lot of mid-majors here. Uh, but look, um, I think SMU, knowing what they could get with Jaheim Hudson, this was a reason why they brought him in. And now we'll wait and see. Uh, what happens with him, but he is somebody that is squarely on the radar for this uh, program to bring in. And I like him at, at first glance. I do. I think anytime you are that impressive as far as blocks and 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 just athleticism with that 6-7 frame, that's what I like. That's what I like to see. I wish they'd go out and find a true big man. Qantas Wahab uh, ends up going to Penn State, so they lose out to a Power 5 program there, just like they lost out on Quez Glover, another Power 5 program now in BYU. Um, So I, I feel like this is a guy that you've got to circle, though, if you're an SMU fan. He was on campus. They've got the ties. This is one that they should be able to land out of the transfer portal as they continue to address their needs there. So with that, guys, I am going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll have a lot more coverage this weekend, including a surprise transfer Official visitor hitting campus for SMU football, so be sure to subscribe to ontheponyexpress.com as that coaching staff continues to kill it in the transfer portal and keep those tabs on the basketball side of things as well. I'm going on vacation. Last time I did that, Cam Robertson committed to SMU as I got back in town. We'll see if SMU can add some more fireworks over the weekend. As uh, I'll be at my brother's bachelor party in Arizona, so uh, I'll keep tabs as best I can. We'll have stories up on the site as well. And we'll be back next week on the On the Pony Express podcast, talk a lot more about all the transfer portal buzz and recruiting buzz out there. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.